0: Hey everybody, welcome to The Comeback. I'm your host, Kyle Michael Miller. During this episode, we're talking with Brittany Ranella who beat breast cancer and is now a new mom to a baby boy. We'll tell you how a special therapy protected her fertility while she was undergoing cancer treatments. Also joining us is breast cancer oncologist, Dr. Hallie Moore. But first, here's Brittany in her own words.
1: Hi, my name's Brittany Ranella. I'm from Willowick, Ohio. When I was 26 years old, I found out that I had stage one breast cancer. Hearing the news of the diagnosis was overwhelming. I chose to have a double mastectomy and chemotherapy. And during chemotherapy, I had a special treatment to protect my ovaries so that I could have children later on. Two years after I beat breast cancer, I was able to get pregnant naturally. My son Colson is almost a year old now and being a mom is just
2: the best.
0: Brittany, Dr. Moore, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having us.
0: Yeah, it's good to see you guys. Uh, Brittany, you were 26 years old and battling breast cancer. Out of everything you could have possibly had to overcome at such a young age, did you ever think that breast cancer would be one of them?
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> no. It no. Was,
0: um, how did you find out that something was wrong?
1: I think just doing breast exams. So I had felt like a, a twitch. I guess I felt something and I felt my breasts and that's what I felt something that was not normally there. It was abnormal. And, uh, I just called my OB at the time and she was the one that kind of made everything start going with everything. So,
0: so you went through some different tests. Yeah,
1: there was testings, ultrasounds, mammograms, biopsies. And then that's when I got the news.
0: Did you have any inkling that something was wrong when you were going through those tests and had you been having regular checkups? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, six months prior, I had just had my checkup with my OB. So it was like six months had gone by. I thought I was having regular checkups and everything. And that's when I found that I was like, probably just a cyst. My mother actually has a history of some cysts in her breast. So I was like, that's probably what it is. So no, I did not think by any means that it was gonna be cancer. Right,
0: you're young, you're healthy, mm-hmm. active, you're a nurse, so right. you, you, know, you take care of yourself, you mm-hmm. treat patients right. all the time. What was it like when you heard those words, breast cancer, when you got that call?
1: Unreal, I don't know. It's, it felt like my world kind of was tumbling down. Yeah, I, I can't really describe it.
0: You had a lot thrown at you at once, And thankfully, you were in good hands, Dr. Moore. Um, You treated Brittany. Can you kind of walk us through the treatment plan for Brittany and how it's helped her overcome breast cancer?
2: Sure. Well, so when I first met Brittany, she was at a very busy time in her life. (laughs) She was planning her wedding, she was working, I think you were in school at yeah. the time as mm-hmm. well. She's very typical of our very young women who are diagnosed with breast cancer. This is a very you know challenging time in life even without a cancer diagnosis. And then all the decision making that needs to, be accomplished during a relatively short period of time after a diagnosis can be a real challenge. So we did some additional testing to make sure that chemotherapy was actually necessary, and we determined that it would be in her best interest to have chemotherapy, which has a lot of side effects, including the risk for early menopause and infertility that can be increased with the use of the type of chemotherapy that uh, we were recommending for Brittany. She was looking forward at that time to having a family, did not have any children yet. So we discussed the options for trying to um, improve the chances for future fertility. So we always wanna think about the patient first, come up with what our best treatment plan is for her, and then think, okay, and what can we do to lessen the long-term side effects and help this fit in with her goals outside of this cancer diagnosis? The recommendation for her was both chemotherapy and anti-estrogen treatment, which tends to be a longer-term treatment, and that also adds to the issues with fertility because the older you are, after having completed your treatment, the lower your chances may be for conceiving.
0: Right. So Brittany, you probably had this emotional roller coaster you were on. You you had a lot of things going on in your life. You get this breast cancer diagnosis. But did you have any idea that it would possibly impact your fertility?
1: No, not at the time. That was not even on my radar at all. When they had brought that up to me, brought up genetics, brought up all those things, I kind of actually pushed it away at first. I was very oh my gosh, I don't wanna have to think about that now too on top of everything that I'm doing right now. So the first genetics thing that was brought up, I actually, I did not, like I denied that at that moment because I was like, I feel like there's so many things I have to decide on now. Like what kind of surgery am I gonna have? Am I gonna need radiation? Am I gonna need chemo? Am I gonna do reconstruction? All of those things were going through my mind that the last thing I wanted to think about was how is this gonna affect my future family? So yeah, I kind of had no idea.
0: Yeah. So you went through four rounds of, of chemotherapy. Correct. Were those tough treatments? Was it once a month?
1: It was once a month. Surprisingly, like out of everything, the chemo was like, other than the losing of my hair, which of course every girl, that's like your worst nightmare. I did really well with it. I did not get sick. I worked through it. I worked sometimes the same day or that night. I thankfully had very little side effects from it. And during, I ate, <laughs> I was. I had family. I had like the max amount of people that could be in the room because I, I have a huge support system. We would play games and try to like make light of it as much as we could,
0: so. And Dr. Moore, can you talk about some of the injections, the shots that Brittany received during chemotherapy to help preserve her fertility? And I know you've done research on this topic too.
2: Yes. So our recommendations for people who want to preserve fertility are both to meet with a reproductive endocrinologist to see if there are options regarding freezing eggs or freezing embryos so that you have those. And actually, Brittany took advantage of that option, but she also took advantage of a newer treatment option, which is to suppress the function of the ovaries with shots, a drug called gozerolin. And that's given once a month during the course of the chemotherapy treatment, And with the thought being that by shutting down the ovarian function during chemotherapy, they would be less susceptible to the damaging effects of chemotherapy. And it turns out from our research that indeed this not only reduces the chances of going into early menopause as a result of chemotherapy, but also improves the chances for um, having successful pregnancies.
0: Got it, Brittany, what were those shots like? Probably not fun, oh right? Oh my
1: gosh, it, yeah. I mean, they had to ice my stomach before, so that was a huge indicator of how, um, how it was gonna be. So when they told me they were gonna ice my stomach, I was like, okay, this is not gonna be fun. But in the long run, I, of course, was thinking ahead, like this could possibly prevent me from having some infertility issues because of this. So I had to, I had to do it,
0: yeah. so. And so how many injections did you receive? So
1: four total to accommodate my chemotherapy.
0: And then afterwards, after chemotherapy is complete, what's the treatment after the fact?
1: Um, so I'm currently on tamoxifen daily, and then I get Lupron injections monthly.
0: Uh, Dr. Moore, how long after a patient's done with chemotherapy, goes through these injections, and any of the medications, is it safe to to try to conceive naturally?
2: Yeah, so there's no magic time at which we know it's best to try to conceive. And so we really individualize these decisions. Somebody with a lower risk breast cancer might make sense to interrupt treatment earlier in order to conceive somebody with a very high-risk cancer. We may prefer to wait a few years because what we really don't want to see is somebody having recurrence uh, of their cancer, a dangerous recurrence of their cancer during pregnancy because that can be very difficult to manage. Brittany had a lower-risk cancer, and there's actually a, a large international clinical trial going on looking at interrupting hormonal treatment for breast cancer in order to attempt pregnancy. In that study, the recommendation is to complete two to three years of hormonal therapy and then the hope to interrupt treatment for no more than two years, and then get back onto the treatment to finish the planned five to 10 years of treatment, which is typical for treating the breast cancer.
0: Brittany, so how soon after you were done with chemotherapy did you decide to try to conceive?
2: Um. So I did two years
1: on the treatment plan. You know, every six months I was going to see Hallie for my regular checkups. I felt like every time I went, it was like, itching, itching, itching. (laughs) But I knew in my head I was minimum two. I knew I had to get some out of the way after everything. And I wasn't like, it was just more so everybody in my life was having kids and I was kind of just like, oh, I want a kid, you know, type of thing. But yeah, so I finished the two years on the treatment and then I talked with Hallie about it and my family. I talked to everybody and kind of made the decision to kind of take my chances because I did have a lower risk. My biggest thing was I didn't want to like have cancer completely stop every plan for my life, just as if everything I went through, I still went through with my wedding and I still did all the things I wanted to do despite getting the diagnosis.
0: Right. And how long did it take for you to get pregnant?
1: Actually, the first round of ovulation tests, I got pregnant.
0: Wow, so yeah. so you were pregnant with uh, baby Colson? Correct. Um, in January of 2018?
1: Yeah, January is when I found out I was pregnant, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. So a great way to start a year yeah, after. It was definitely, you know, after Amazing. everything you had been yeah, through, for sure. Mm-hmm. yeah, sure. what was it like that moment that you met him for the first time? Oh
1: my Lord, the craziest, I don't know, I, I, I say it's, it was like an aura was around me. It just felt like finally everything was kind of falling into place. And I was just like, this is all I've ever wanted was to be a mom. So seeing him for the first time was just the best. I call him and my family calls him my little miracle baby.
0: <laughs> and Dr. Moore, it's probably gives you joy when you get to see patients come through the other side yeah. of this and for Brittany to see this little baby boy who's so cute. Thank you.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's extremely <laughs> satisfying to see them both doing so well. Yeah. And it's interesting because the clinical trials we were talking about, the safety, when is it safe to interrupt your hormonal therapy and all that. And there have been studies looking at the safety of pregnancy in women who have a history of breast cancer. And consistently, those studies don't demonstrate any increased risk of recurrence of the cancer, even when they specifically look at women with hormone-sensitive breast cancers like Brittany. So... It's very reassuring and nice to know that you can treat your cancer, treat it well and aggressively, but still have all those other things in your life.
0: Yeah, Brittany, are there things that you maybe used to take for granted in your life that you cherish now?
1: I don't know. I have a whole new kind of outlook, I guess, for life in general. I know that sounds so like cheesy, but... Um... I don't know. I feel like my overall outlook is so much more positive more maybe I was more negative in some instances. I don't know. I look at just everything, how lucky I am to be here, how lucky I am to have a beautiful son. And despite everything, I don't know, I'm just, I'm happy. So that's all that matters.
0: Should we bring him back into the studio sure. for, the last, <laughs> for the last segment? We're going to pull a few questions out of the fishbowl, oh. but let's, let's bring The man of the hour in.
1: (laughs) Hi love.
0: How you doing? Oh, Oh, you found the microphone.
1: Found
0: it. We're gonna do a segment where we're gonna play Go Fish. Um, Dr. Moore, do you wanna open the fish bowl for us? And Brittany, these questions are for you. So if you want oh, <laughs> so to dig grab? in there, grab one, Alrighty. read the question, and then give us your answer.
1: Okay. What would you like women diagnosed with breast cancer to know about cancer treatments? I guess it would be individualized for one. Um, the biggest thing would be to just stay positive through everything. Um, that's, I think, what helped me through. Um, I, I just... I trusted my team that I chose to help with everything and I trusted that in the end I would succeed and everything would be okay. Yeah,
0: that's a good answer. (laughs) Two more questions in there. Next one, and they they don't get harder either. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's the first thing you would tell a young woman recently diagnosed with breast cancer about her dreams of becoming a mom? Talk with your team. You get that cancer diagnosis. It's not the end all be all. It's not like it can't happen because I'm living proof that it can. I think, yeah, you might have to wait a little longer than you would have liked, you know, because I feel like some women have like timeline kind of thing. Same thing, like stay positive and just know that they have your best interests. Just make sure you talk with your team about it so that they know what your plan is so they can alter treatment for you. Last question. Oh gosh. (laughs) When you look at Colson, what's the first thing that pops into your head? lucky blessed i mean he's like just the best and maybe i just say that because he's my own but um i don't know those are the two words i would use
0: yeah and miracle baby and miracle
1: baby for sure (laughs) yeah right little guy (laughs)
0: like it looks like he's gonna i know he's like i want to talk the microphone
1: (laughs) what do you want to say
0: would you like to say something
1: say hello (laughs) (laughs) not yet
0: (laughs) not yet Uh, dr moore do you have any uh, final thoughts before we close today
2: no i just think that Brittany's an inspiration for all of us and that same new gratitude that she feels in life i mean taking care of people like her gives us that same sense of gratitude
0: Yeah. yeah Brittany, what about you
2: last words yeah um i don't know just I guess, like, I'm just
1: so grateful for everything, you know, um, as much as everybody says I'm such an inspiration and that, you know, I believe it, but it's hard like, when you're living it. It's just like you forget kind of what you went through. I don't know, it all kind of, you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, the fact that it was four years ago, I was just telling her before we started, I can't believe that. Everything that's changed in my life, everything, I don't know, it's just crazy, so. But I'm super happy where my life is now, and I am just am excited to see where Colson how Coulson grows and everything with him.
0: And he's always got a great story to tell exactly. about how we got here. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. thank you so much, both of you, for sharing your story today. And thank you, everybody, for taking time to listen. You can find additional podcast episodes on our website, clevelandclinic.org/podcasts, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play.